This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Pardon me, would you have any gray poupon? But of course. I've always got a little river band loaded up here. I got six discs in here. But that's all right, son. You can do it on the boat. I'm not gonna stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't, you know. He doesn't stand for baloney. from members only studios welcome to living in the 80s we had such a positive feedback last year on the yacht rock episode we thought we'd come back for more and i had to go and get the captain of the yacht rock jim lawler to come join me today hey everybody i have to keep my excitement level down a little bit you know fish are biting right now so we got to make sure that we're not too over the top today. Jim, you are probably the only person I can think of besides myself that has such an appreciation for Yacht Rock. What we decided to do is, like, there were so many songs last year when we did the first podcast, but we wanted to come back and, you know, get another 10 songs in, you know, the side B of our Yacht Rock album. And when we did that, we just we kind of thought, you know what, we're each going to throw in five songs, see how they you know, see how they go, and uh, some of them maybe a couple deeper titles you, you may not have heard before. And just like the last couple of weeks, we're going to kind of stray away from the '80s just a little bit. Uh, these are songs we were listening to in the '80s, if you know you're yacht rockers, but they are songs that some of them were hits in the '70s, so. All yeah. of them, we still love and appreciate today. Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely struggled that first podcast. I think we struggled again to, mm-hmm. to whittle these down to 10. And I think this one, we even laughed a little bit about, you know, what the, what you, what the title would be. But we thought, but sort of the premise is deeper, deeper tracks, right? And yep. maybe even a little wider. Uh, things that may be on the cusp of some people's definition of of yacht rock, um, and I think you went one direction and I went the other. So I think this will be an interesting mix of of, uh, of ten songs that we we narrowed it down to. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know what? We are going to take a brief break, and we're going to come right back and dive right into the what we deem our top ten. This is Yacht Rock, the album. 60 smooth rock classics from the 70s and 80s. Set sail with the smoothest grooves on the ocean waves. Yacht Rock. Album out now. 
Yacht Rock, the album. 60 smooth rock classics from the 70s and 80s. Set sail with the smoothest grooves on the ocean waves. Yacht Rock. Album out now. All right, here we are. We're going to get ready to get into the top 10. But before we do, we need to go back a little bit because sometimes I get ahead of myself. And some of you may not have heard the first episode, first version of our podcast. So you might be thinking, what in the world is Yacht Rock? Think mid to late 70s. Well, actually, mid 70s. To, would you say mid 80s, Jim? Probably the I think best. so. Yeah. Yeah, it was starting to kind of die off into there, but uh, these would be some of the more mellow tunes, you know, the stuff you would hear on like the light rock stations. Well, let's see, I'll, I'll just kind of, I'm going to go back and talk a little bit about what happened uh, with Yacht Rock. So in the early to mid 70s, there were a lot of variety of music on the airwaves and the record stores, uh, the harder rock bands like Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner, Foghat, Aerosmith, etc., and then there were like the more mellow groups like, oh, the Carpenters and Barry Manilow and Barbara Streisand. And then there were some of the more poppy bubblegum stuff like Captain of Tennille, ABBA, the Osmonds, the Partridge family. And then there was disco like the Bee Gees and Cool and the Gang and, and those kind of people. But then there's this other niche type of music for the more sophisticated listener. Wouldn't you agree, Jim? <laughs> Yes, I am very sophisticated. That's that's why. That's why I listen <laughs> that's to exactly it. Exactly. <laughs> we're the, we're some of the most sophisticated people we know. So that's right. Um, co- commercially, it was identified as the West Coast sound or adult-oriented rock. It was a combination of smooth jazz, soul, and R and B, and it truly was its own genre. I would say this music is for the people who enjoy the finer things in life, like the smell of mahogany, rich Corinthian leather, good scotch and the finest cigars <laughs> this type of listener would spare no expense and the widest collars the widest collars yes the the uh thickest mustaches right the, the, most, the uh shadiest of shades the fluffiest perms the men and women. widest of the bell bottoms i think they were out by then i'm digging uh, deep there. I don't, man me no because you gotta think think of, think of saturday night fever disco john yeah, travolta dude they weren't quite as. There are some disco wide. roots too. There are um, some. Disco I don't. Roots, I don't know yeah. if I should be ashamed to say, but I, there definitely are a few tunes in the genre that 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 do have a disco backbone, but not I, as fast. I mean, it's not the fast-paced stuff, right? No, no, no. It's it. You hear some of the elements. Because one of the good things, or one of the things about disco, if you go back and listen to disco, and and you and you know, you really have to go back and maybe get a, a, a nice stereo system, maybe some good headphones and just kind of listen to the production in some of the songs. Uh, I watched a documentary recently on the Bee Gees. They're talking about how they were making their music and they had, they were hiring some of the best, most expensive studio musicians to be part of the recordings. They were using some, some recording techniques that at, at that time was not being done. So it's not like today where a lot of artists will, able to you know use a computer and a a computerized mixing board and things like that everything was manual and analog and they had to really do some some different things to create the sound they're looking for it was like really really hard 
to get and produce a certain sound. So some of that disco-y production was, you know, we were hearing in some of these, you know, we calling them Yacht Rock songs. So that kind of, one of the trademarks, I think, of the whole Yacht Rock movement was the quality of the sound of the production of the music. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would. And there's definitely a variety of instruments. And I think um, I, I think that our list today will 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 show off some of those different things that are that are incorporated but yeah the, the, the production value was was very high so in 2005 the term yacht rock was first coined by a guy named jd risner and what they did they just kind of described it sort of like think about like these 80s movies where you get the rich snobs on their boats and things like that the kind of music these people would be listening to, you know, they have a nice hi-fi, they turn it up real loud. So they kind of went back and created this term describing this music that people our age heard and they, we just called it light rock or whatever. They called it yacht rock and get on YouTube sometime, just look up yacht rock, guaranteed to make you laugh. They just did these parodies of some of the artists like Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins hollow notes people like that the forefathers of yacht rock a year ago when we did our podcast our number one song that we had like the greatest yacht rock song of all time according to me and jim and we are authorities on the subject was what a fool believes by the doobie brothers i'll just give you the top five uh what a fool believes was number one uh number two was reminiscent by little river band number three was on and on by stephen bishop Number four was JoJo by Boss Skaggs. And number five was Deacon Blues by Steely Dan. So number six was uh, This Is It by Kenny Loggins. Number seven was Escape, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. Number eight was Biggest Part of Me by Ambrosia. Number nine was Sentimental Lady by Bob Welch. Number 10 was Ventura Highway by America. And then number 11, because we had a tie for 10, Number 11 was Sailing by Christopher Cross, because that's kind of like the ultimate Yacht Rock song, right? So that brings us to this year's list. Highly scientific method of getting this whole thing together. I think I mentioned before, we just decided to put our favorite songs on here. He got five, I got five. And it would be really hard. Like number one was absolutely unanimous. So when we get to that one, that one's calculated everything else we're just going to kind of put it on a roulette wheel give it a spin and see where it lands and that's what we're going to go with sound good jim sounds great all right so we are going to start off spinning our wheel and starting with number 10 number 10 Thunder Island by Jay Ferguson. I love me some Jay Ferguson. <laughs> you know, you got you got to look at the uh, you got to look at the album art too. You know, he's he's uh, shirts unbuttoned halfway down. He's got this long <laughs> mane of hair, 
uh, as he's he sitting should. on the ground in front of these you know palm fronds um yeah jay was kind of a i'm gonna say one hit wonder he had a couple i think one that reached like it somewhere in the 30s on the charts but mm-hmm. it was awful um <laughs> but this song is catchy and mm-hmm. uh this is definitely one of my staples. I got a couple of Yacht Rock lists. A couple of them are just like a short list. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is certainly on that one as well. So, yeah, I think this is prototypical. Here's, here is my favorite Jay Ferguson fact. After he was like not doing music anymore, like his other hit was called Shakedown Cruise to number 31. He, he scored music for movies and TV shows. And there's a little TV show, you, a little obscure show you may have heard of. It's called The Office. So that Office theme, that's Jay Ferguson, our Thunder Island guy. He's the man. He is. I did so, not realize that. So are you, a, are you an Office fan? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, remember Kevin's band, Scrantonicity? Mm-hmm. Jay Ferguson was a guitar player. No way. Way. <laughs> now, pe- people, people need to look up the album art. And find that particular episode. That's right. So in 1977, that song went to number nine. Uh, he Taking him back a little bit, he was originally part of a 60s band called Spirit. And he had his first solo album in 1976. And then Thunder Island came out in 78. And, you know, after that, he just did the, uh, did the, the TV and movie theme racket and I would say he made a, a pretty nice penny or two for himself, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our number 10. Anything else on Jay Ferguson or on Thunder Island other than it's an awesome song? That's all I've got to say about that. Thanks, Forrest. <laughs> all right, let's spin the wheel again and go to number nine. Number nine. To make those rainbows in my mind. When I think of you sometime And I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us We can make it if we try That is Just the Two of Us by Grover Washington Mm. Jr. and Bill Withers. Great song. I have always loved this song. Uh, My my biggest memory of this song is back in high school, I had a paper route. I delivered the Columbus Citizen Journal. And every day, like I only, like my alarm clock was an AM radio. And it was on probably WTVN or it was a crappy radio. I should have actually bought one, but I was too cheap. I wanted to buy records instead that every day, like they play like the same songs. And this is one of the songs I would hear every morning to wake up to was just the two of us. And I would just sit, lay there and listen to it. Cause I thought it was a good song. It's kind of, <laughs> that's my history with that song. Yeah. Jim, why, why, why did you, why did you pick this one for our list? You know, I'd like this one. Uh, Grover Washington um, did the um, instrumental portion mm-hmm. of the song, and then obviously Bill Withers with the vocal. But the intro is just so smooth, right? As it's kind yeah. of starting up. And um, it's just one of those songs, and I can't tell you exactly, you know, what it takes me back to, 
mm-hmm. but it certainly takes me back. Like you said, you know, you can, you know, uh, songs are just so good about that. And so I think this is just a feel good song. You know, oddly enough, uh, this song was remade by Will Smith and he remade it in like 97 and he made it to be, I think it was even a rap version about he and his son. Love, knowledge, discipline too. I pledge my life to you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just me and you. Just me and you. Certainly not a yacht rock song, right? So, and I think you know, I, I chose this one, uh, and and just for that, it was a diverse set of artists performing these types of songs. And you know, I I also noticed that we did not, you know, and I I think just in our list, but I think truly there were fewer um, women solo artists uh, yeah. performing this type of music, or if they did it was more classified as love songs or light rock and it didn't quite develop the yacht rock label. And right. so I think there's equal representation, you know, in, in this genre, but um, I, I just think that somehow that just, it just gets um, lost in translation sometimes, but. I think, um, I think you're right. Cause I like back in those days, like I, I could remember hearing people like Linda Ronstadt on the radio and, and she would either sing like the rockier songs or she would sing the really mellow songs. Come going back someday. Come what may to blue by you. Where the folks are fine. And the world is mine on blue by you. Which I would see, I, I kind of consider it's that sort of a yachty song. And that's mm-hmm. about as close as I can think of off the top of my head of a female that actually sung anything that would fit in the genre. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I actually uh, contemplated uh, a little Rita Coolidge. Um, oh, okay. And, uh, you know, uh, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's maybe a little little more of a love song, but, you know, I think it was right there on the on the verge. And I think that's a good thing about this genre. And I think we mentioned that the first the first podcast that uh, my belief anyway, mm-hmm. which is all that matters uh, is course. that, is that this could be whatever you want it to be. Right. Because I think right. some people tend towards sort of the, uh, the Southern beachy sound. I'm not sure that I would put Jimmy Buffett in there, but I mean, and then some mm-hmm. people tend to more towards, you know, the hollow notes, maybe later, later in the um, early eighties. Sort of I, I went way back. Kind of. Yeah. I have tried to stick Gordon Lightfoot in this in this list several times, and I just can't do it. But it's right there on the periphery uh, for me. Uh, and he, he I know certainly, he's he not certainly your favorite, fits. right? No, he. he well, here's I, I. I will confess something to you. So I remember last year specifically having the conversation about how much I hated Ventura Highway, and I've told you this since then. <laughs> I went back just because it's a song I've just always just it, it'll play and like outside of it being the theme for the Californians, I just couldn't listen to it. So I went back into some of these songs with an open mind. Uh, Ventura Highway, I listened to him and went, you know what? I, I like the song now. 
Nice. I do. I go back. I was listening to Gordon Lightfoot today and like the songs that you sent, which, you know, the fans are going, what is he talking about? The Gordon Lightfoot songs, Sundown and Carefree Highway. I got to see you, my old friend, Carefree Highway. You've seen better days than the morning after blues, from my head down to my shoes. Carefree Highway, I was enjoying. Sundown, still not not embracing that one so much. Yeah, I get that. But, um, you know, it's... I, I think I'd like to be open-minded with music. Modern music, not as much the poppier stuff, but there's like a lot of good indie stuff out there and like some unsigned bands and uh, like Americana type music that I really enjoy because it's like good quality music. Um, I hate things that are so overproduced and disposable. I had this conversation with somebody about 10 years ago and 10 years from now, let's have this conversation again with what is currently popular and see how many of those songs have resonated throughout the years. There's not a lot of them. Um, and you know, nothing against people like what they like, you know, it's their opinions, their opinion, you know, they're going to gravitate toward what they gravitate toward, but music these days do not have the lasting staying power as some of the music that we grew up on, or even, even going back to like the nineties and even into the early two thousands, there's some songs back then that, you know, you'll hear today and go, Oh yeah, that was a good song. I liked that back then. You go from like probably 2010 on, in my opinion, and it's it's the, the hit songs are very, very hard to enjoy for me. So, yeah, and it's funny, you know, a lot of the songs that that are in this genre, the Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, mm-hmm. touched on a lot of them, brought a lot of those back. If you look at the new um, Suicide Squad, they have a big uh, in the trailer. It's uh, Steely Dan and Dirty Work. Um, yeah so it's amazing how a lot of this um all generations kind of enjoy it a little bit agreed so this song um you're talking about will smith uh doing a version of it my favorite cover of this is by uh by dr evil life is cruel treats you unfairly even so a god there must be many me you complete me I don't know what it is, is when I hear that. I have to laugh. It just, I don't know, cracks me up. Mike Myers always makes me laugh. So, all right. So I think that about does it for this song. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Okay, cool. On to um, number eight. Number eight. So this is one that I had submitted for approval here. Um, Precious Love by Bob Welch. 
uh bob welch was um he was the he was in fleetwood mac uh for about three years from 71 to 74 and he, he you know he a lot of the formation of uh, the evolution of that band uh and their sound came from bob welch and he even um was involved somewhat like when Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham came along, but he was just kind of phasing out of the band at that point. And then, um, you know, he did his, uh, his solo career, which was, you know, he had a moderate solo career. He had uh, four or five top 40 hits. And if you listen real close, you can hear Stevie Nicks singing background on some of them. But um, this song here, I don't know. It's just, it just sounds like a, a summertime song to me. I mean, I, if I had a yacht, I think this would definitely get some decent play on, on, on a shorter playlist than some of the other stuff. And, and one of the things that we did here, we talked about before we you know started recording was um, I have one yacht rock playlist and it's got, I want to say a hundred or so songs on it and uh, 115. And there are some that sometimes I'll just skip. Uh, sometimes I'll ignore in the background. Others I listen to every time. And this is one of them. I just, I've got three Bob Welch songs on uh, on this playlist. I've got Hypnotized, um, Precious Love, and then, of course, Sentimental Lady. All three of those songs sound very yachty to me. And I love each and every one of them. So that's why I chose this. Any yeah, I have to admit. On this one? Yeah, I, I had never heard it before. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I think Hypnotized and uh, Sentimental Lady, even, um, what is it? Is it Ebony, Ebony Eyes? Yeah, Ebony Eyes, yes. Which is not really yachty, but great, great uh, bass, good song. Um, yeah. And I like it. I like, uh, I like your choice. Uh, it's expanded my uh, horizons into the, uh, the deep dive of yacht rock. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about, you know, sharing music with fellow music fans. For one, it's like, I think you really got to be open to stuff when people share stuff with you. Because uh, it's something they care about and they like. And so even if it's something you initially have ignored, I mean, just like we were talking earlier about um, Ventura Highway. Um, again, just my perception of that song from you know way back was just flaky and whatever but listening to it with a fresh set of ears you know i can be changed i can be it's hard <laughs> but it could be done but uh yeah when when good good music is just good music and you know you like it you like it so um that brings us uh to number seven Number seven. And by the way, this is one of Kevin Ackley's very favorite songs. The things you lean on, the things that don't last. While it's just now and then, my line gets cast into these time passages. There's something back there that you left Number seven is Time Passages by Al Stewart. 
This was a joint one. We both had this on our lists. Um, so it probably, you know, the the random wheel put it at seven, but it probably could be top two or three. Uh, I I was going back and forth between this song and Midnight Rocks, which is also another, to me, a Yacht Rock classic staple. Um, Al Stewart, uh, I first remember him from the uh, Year of the Cat, uh, that single back in 76. I was, I would have been 10 years old in 1976. And when that uh, record came out, it was all over the radio and he had kind of a very cool voice. And um, it's funny. He he had the typical seventies, the long hair look or whatever. Now he kind of looks like Willie from Alf. If you see Al Stewart these (laughs) days, he he definitely looks like a square, like your science teacher or something. But um, you know, he's a, he's got a great voice and his voice kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Neil Tennant uh, from Pet Shop Boys. So yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, ch- ch- check this little clip out. I want to put them back to back and let me know what you think. there it is what do you think yeah i i I can definitely hear it you know i i did have this on my list i had this on my list of i don't know 12 or 13 i i'm not sure what my relationship is with this song uh because at times i will listen to it and i'm thinking this is not my my jam and then other times I, I think just exactly the opposite. So it's, it's definitely uh, complex. And I think even Al Stewart had kind of a difficult relationship with this song, right? Oh, he didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were looking up some facts about some of these songs and he said he, he, he hated this song. I don't know. It's a big hit. And I know he's very grateful because he made money on it. He, you know, he co-wrote it. I, I, I don't know why he hated it. Like sometimes you, we could be indifferent to music and sometimes a song will hit us different than it does other times. Like you just said, and this is one apparently just never hit. Yeah, this is like that, uh, that Seinfeld episode. Remember he had the girlfriend that if he looked at her in a different light, she looked totally, totally hideous. Right. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, <laughs> so that's what I, I think that's my relationship with this song. <laughs> we thank Al Stewart for this song. Uh, I like it, you know, it's it's one of those he's he just got i don't know the the production quality of his music and in his voice it's always kind of it's very mellow and chill to me i don't know we're going to move on to number six number six So many of you are thinking, I've never heard that song before. What in the world is that? <laughs> it's called Border Town. It's by the Souther Hillman Furry Band. So you're thinking, okay, 
who in the world are those guys? Well, J.D. Souther is a singer, songwriter. He's worked with Linda Ronstadt, lots of work with the Eagles. He's uh, just a, a great session musician, decent solo career. Like, go look up J.D. Souther's music if you just want to kind of kick back and just chill. Good road trip music. But this song here, I stumbled across this song a few years ago. Uh, I was just, I, I think I was actually looking for off the beaten path yacht rock songs because, and me and Jim have talked about this before. Sirius XM has a yacht rock channel and they'll play it from Memorial Day to Labor Day in your car, but you can hear it year round if you've got the uh, Sirius XM app. And the one big thing about that station, as good as it is, they tend to play a lot of the same songs a lot. And this song I've never heard on there, never heard anywhere, but heard it and went, wow, I love that song. And it is on my Yacht Rock playlist. I never pass it up. And it just has just a very cool sound. It does. It has that uh, little bit of that Southern sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually something that I, this is a song that I think, you know, not plugging XM radio, but uh, this is a song that I've heard on the bridge. And I think the bridge oh, really? crosses over a little bit because you'll mm-hmm. hear Eagles and and James Taylor. And I, th- I think it's kind of a, a nice accompaniment to the, to the Yacht Rock station, but yeah. the bridge is on your round. And, you know, I think this kind of fits that sound a little bit. Oh, I, it absolutely does. Were these guys from Alabama or am I, am, do I have that right? Um, they are from various places. So they, um, the band was formed in 1973 by David Geffen, who was then the head of Asylum Records. And then later on started his own label with Geffen Records, which you guys have probably heard of before, but Asylum was the same label that, um, the Eagles were on. And so he wanted to put together a super group. So, um, Richie Ferrey, uh, who was with Buffalo Springfield and Poco uh, was there with Chris Hillman from the birds and the flying burrito brothers. And then JD Souther, who we mentioned before was um, his singing lead vocals on this song. He wrote the song and, you know, he's been with um, the Eagles and Linda Ronstadt, you know, worked with them several times over the years. That's kind of where, how they became a band and, you know, they never it's a boy really- band. Yeah, it was a boy band. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, they only had one song that ever charted. Uh, it's called Fallen in Love, went to number 27 in 1974. This song here, Border Town, never charted. And so, and you've got to kind of look a little bit for it if you want to find it like on Apple Music or Spotify or something. You got to do a little bit of a search, but Border Town, I love it. Good stuff. All right. Uh, That brings us to number five. Number five. Number five is one, another one that we both had on our list. 
um, Sausalito Summer Nights by Diesel. Yeah, this, you know, this is, I think, as far as the tempo, I was thinking about this song because I do love it. But its tempo was probably at the top of what I would consider yacht rock. I don't know why, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's kind of funky. And this was a Dutch group, which, you know, I, I don't know that I realized until recently. And mm-hmm. um, actually, one of the one of the uh, releases of this song, they actually spelled Sausalito wrong. But I, you got to make I, them feel really good about themselves as a band. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if anyone's been to Sausalito, but it is actually pretty fantastic. Have you been sure. there, Rob? I have not. So it's just north. It's just across the uh, the the Bay Bridge in um, above San Francisco, just north of San Francisco. So little harbor, nice little town, kind of seaside. Um, but uh, so now that I've I've been there, of course, not when I was a child listening to this, but um, I, it always makes me think of that that area. Yeah, I, I think this is a um, a cool tune. Maybe so. Diesel, um, any other hits, Rob? That you? Um, they had a song called "Watts in a Tank." It went to number sixty-eight. That sounds like um, that does not work out very well. No, it didn't. This song here went to number twenty-five in nineteen eighty-one, but it went to number one in Canada. So nice. Canadians know what's up. Great song. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Just ask so... Ryan Reynolds. Yes, <laughs> yeah, ask Ryan Reynolds and Mike Myers. Those guys will tell you. Anything else on this song? I mean, there's not, there's not like a ton to it. Just a great uh, song. We love it. It is a great song. Again, I think. Uh... If you get any more peppy than this, or or you know, I think you're probably in a different genre. I, that's just my opinion, right? <laughs> Agreed. But, uh, if, if it's if it's more upbeat than this, it's not yacht. Yeah, there you go. It's yacht. This is the upper bumper. Yes, it is. So um, that does it for number five. Let's go on to number four. Number four. Sail on down the line Funny how the time can go Friends say they told me so But it doesn't matter It was plain to see that Small town boy like me Just a, wasn't your cup of tea I was wishful thinking So as upbeat as Sausalito Summer Nights is, this next song would be the other end of the yacht spectrum. The smoothest of smooth. This is Sail On by the Commodores. I I think smooth is the word, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, it fits the time frame. It talks about, uh, you know, needing to move on having a good time you know i think there's several commodore songs i, I mean as you as you recall i, I oh, originally yeah. had uh easy on there right um mm-hmm. but i think it, as far as more of a yachty definition clearly a song called sail on fits a little more appropriately um oh, yeah. but um yeah i i just think i mean every time this song is on i will not leave the room i'll wait till it's over just a fantastic and depending on where i am i may sing out loud to it but i want to be there for that classic well it's not <laughs> going to happen on this zoom <laughs> well you know, already saw that i'm with you when the song starts and lionel richie starts with the vocals there i mean that just 
that sounds fantastic. It's just like it, you know, you're starting to like, you can't really walk away from that song once it, once it kicks in. And uh, you know, I've always, always been a fan of this song. Uh, you mentioned easy um, three times a lady is another one of these slower Commodore songs. It definitely would fit that, that yacht rock genre there. And, or three um, times a matey. Yeah. As Buckwheat would sing. That's uh, you know, it Commodore's a uh, bunch of college friends out of Al- Alabama Tuskegee Institute, which is now called Tuskegee university. So basically, and I hate to do this because I, I can honestly say Lionel Richie's the only guy in the band I know. He had a great solo career after he left the Commodores. They went on and had a moderate success without him. But uh, they were they were on top of the world in the 70s. Like They probably had a dozen top 10 hits during yeah. probably 74 to 1980, I would guess. He kind of continued that sound. I mean, in some oh, yeah. of his songs, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I still think I would classify them more as love song. But, but um, you know, I have to admit, I, I I liked me some Lionel Richie in the eighties. Absolutely, you, you, there are a few songs of his that drove me crazy, like Penny Lover. I never liked, and there's another one we were talking about a couple weeks ago. I can't remember what it is right now, but there there are a couple of them that just I I didn't like. But by and large. Like Lionel Richie, yeah. good stuff. Well, I, you know, I was talking to my wife about this because I was, you know, I was whittling down my list and I was using this sort of uh, matchup version for her to listen to and tell me what she felt was the the yachtiest, right? And mm-hmm. um, so then we get when then we started talking about Lionel Richie and and I had to admit that I saw this stupid movie uh, with with uh, Gregory Hines and Mikhail Baryshnikov. Oh yeah, white knights. White knights. That's it. Yeah. And it had like uh, I think "Say You Say Me" was the was the song uh, in mm-hmm. that movie. Um, but yeah. oh yeah, that, that's that's the that. one. That's when I w- we were talking about a couple weeks ago that I just drives me nuts. Like, do not like that song. Yeah, hmm. I get it. So speaking of which. Um, there was a movie in the 70s. Um, thank God it's Friday. Did you ever see that one? I want to say that I did. So if you haven't and you have time on your hands, like, okay, I, I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, how I intentionally look for 80s movies to watch like I've, I've seen you know we've see, all seen the blockbusters the you know the footlooses and top gun and batman and all those other huge huge movies but i try to find those more obscure ones or ones i forgot about so uh thank god it's friday i think it was actually a 70s movie and going in and a lot of these 80s movies i'll find going in i know they're gonna be bad but like for the nostalgia the soundtracks like i want to go back and watch some of the stuff so i caught this one i think it was on prime a few months ago and i'm watching this and the premise of the whole movie there is this disco and they're having a um a, i think it's a talent show and this girl is trying to um get her record played and they won't play it and the girl's donna summer and uh, they finally get to play and she becomes a star but the whole movie 
is them trying to get the Commodores there. And so they get stuck in traffic and different things happen. And then they get there and their gear's not there. And then they've got to get the gear there. So the whole movie is getting the Commodores there to play. And Lionel Richie with that very big Afro and all the guys there just looking all seventies pimped out, man, with the gold chains and the white cars or whatever. Nice. But yeah, so that uh, the Commodores were also movie stars. The Interesting. Yeah. To some people, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm listening to this going, golly, Rob, get on with number three. Could you please? Number three. Oh, Mexico. You sound so simple. I just got to go. The sun's so hot. I forgot to go home. Yes, I'll have to go now. Americana got the sleepy eye. Number three is Mexico by James Taylor. This is another one that Jim had suggested. And I would agree with him wholeheartedly. Talk to us, Jim, about how this got onto our list. You know, this is one of those sort of Southern Caribbean sort of songs. Um, you know, I think, you know, we could have easily have in, in, input, uh, you know, Southern Cross or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. But this James Taylor song, this is another one that I that I rarely bypass you know you talk about your list and you know mm -hmm. ones that you listen to each time and so and i and i do like james taylor otherwise um but this one i think certainly certainly fits the genre uh it's it's interesting because i was researching sort of the background for this uh you know he talks about in the song that you know he'd really like to go to mexico well the the story goes is that he was actually in mexico to do a concert and had uh traveler's diarrhea so bad that he uh he didn't leave the hotel room. wait 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 hold on hold on what exactly is traveler's diarrhea you know the other name for it which is certainly in reference to mexico is montezuma's revenge so if you've ever heard that right <laughs> i have heard that yes so uh but it's pretty much used you know ubiquitously <laughs> worldwide there's no real specific you're like oh you know people will say oh my gosh it's you know e coli so it's not, but, um, you know, it, it feels like death, right? Because you're just uh, kind of going from... From the bed yeah, to the toilet and back yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hydration is a big issue. Sometimes antibiotics help, you know, so... But, you know, if you're drinking the water and you're eating all kinds of food that you're not used to eating, then, then it, you, it's kind of a, you know, that's what happens sometimes. So, so in the 70s, you better have had some milk of magnesium, some buffering. Exactly, right? Got it. So, but that's the, that's the backstory is that uh, he was quite disappointed by all that because he really kind of wanted to enjoy, uh, you know, a day or two and, and didn't get to do that. There you go. You'll hear that. You'll hear that reference in the song, you know, mm -hmm. that, that he'd like to go. Yeah. I think this is quintessential Yacht Rock. So I, again, this is another song like you. Whenever I hear this, I got to listen to it. It's a great song. Surprisingly... It only went to number 49 on the pop charts in 1975. I find it hard to believe there were 48 songs better than this on whichever week that it peaked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny how, and we talked about this on a podcast uh, a few weeks ago, about how 
years later we hear these songs that we just absolutely love and then we go to find out like that was never a big hit but now it's played more often so of the other 48 songs that week i wonder how many of those are played as often as mexico is exactly well and and in the mid to late 70s there was a big pushback because there were so many bands in in sort of the rock genre and hard rock genre and uh that that were so successful i remember watching a john denver documentary and you know he was kind of pushed out of uh you know the charts and it was kind of ridiculed for the type that type of music and i think that probably you know there really wasn't a place in the chart you know if they had you know kind of a separate listing for some of these songs i think i think it would have been better but um i think there was kind of a blowback during that time right i mean i don't know that for sure but i I remember at least it, it it all seems to like line up in my mind so yeah yeah there you go if we agree on it then that's that's absolutely it's so this song got had a couple really cool covers uh, that i've heard jimmy buffett does a cover of this it's very good Sirius XM should pay us money because I want to mention them again. So uh, Kenny Chesney has a channel called No Shoes Radio. So Kenny Chesney's a country star. And he, you know, not, he doesn't just play country music on there. There's all, you might hear Sammy Hagar or Van Halen song. You may hear some, you know, beach music, or you may hear like an Elvis song. It's all over the place. It's just stuff that he likes, but on there, he does a version of it that's really good. Now, I don't know if it's available on on any of his records or anything, but there is a version that he sings on there that shows up from time to time that's really good. You know, like we said earlier, good songs good are good songs. So. so I have to ask, this has to be the first diarrhea reference on the podcast, right? Um, you know that. what? I think it is. We had a, a really good fart story that Randy told about his brother, Kevin. <laughs> probably about a little over a year ago that had us both in tears because it happened at church (laughs) so any any farts on hard church pews are going to automatically draw farts are funnier than diarrhea i have to say that they are well (laughs) since we're on the subject um (laughs) farts i think are god's little i think it's part of god's sense of humor he gives us these little unexpected gifts <laughs> and you know before the fart comes out you never know what it's gonna sound yeah like. is it gonna be hard and boisterous is it gonna slip out and be you know <laughs> quiet is it gonna smell really bad or is it gonna be almost scentless sometimes you, it's you the gift never that know. uh keeps on giving that's right and sometimes it's more than a fart it just depends on uh on your body there you go but there it is and that's from our, our good friend, Dr. Jim. See, I talk about these things every day. Right, right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> right in his outhouse. There so, you go. All right. So that was number three was Mexico. <laughs> number two. Winding your way down a Baker Street. Lighting your This city desert makes you feel 
perhaps the smoothest song of all time. Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Jim, you nominated this. I couldn't agree more. Take it away. So actually, this is one of those songs that it does take me back to this period of time where I was uh, going to uh, the YMCA every afternoon. And uh, this was in the south end of Columbus. And um, they had game room, you know, and they had all these things. But I remember this thing just being blasted. And I think at the time, the station, you know, it was obviously a new song. So it was played pretty frequently. But it it always takes me back to, to that time. But this, um, this song... Um, is just fantastic. If you do, if you don't listen to any of these other songs, listen closely to this song and the amount of instruments and the composition and um, particularly the saxophone. And Rob, I, I got a fever. Does it I think I need, we need some more saxophone. Here it is. That is maybe one of the best sax solos of all time. It's classic. Oh my and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there was a story in the Atlantic, I think a few years ago about the saxophone solo in this song and, you know, where it came from, who really composed that piece, whether it was the saxophone mm-hmm. player or whether it was Jerry Rafferty who, who had it originally slated to be a guitar solo, but the sax just mm-hmm. makes it. Oh, and, it does. Um, Rafferty was a Scottish artist, and if it isn't, and, if it isn't Scottish, it's crap. That's they're always great movie. And gentlemen. Yes, it is. So, and Baker Street uh, is a reference to Baker Street in in uh, in London. Do you know what fictional character lived on Baker Street? I'm going to guess uh, Sherlock Holmes. You got it. You got it. I used to watch some Sherlock so, back in the day. I've also been on Baker Street. So have you really? Yeah. So at least two of these songs with regional references, I can at least say that I've been there. But wow. um cool tune, that's all I can say. Wow. So here's something very interesting. The guy that played that sax solo, his name is Raphael Ravenscroft, session musician, came in, laid it down, and do you know how much money he got paid for that? No. Twenty seven pounds which an American, like the conversion rate, it's about 40 bucks. And the check that he was given bounced. So the, so the musician, uh, so he, he framed it and hung it on, uh, on his wall. I, I don't know if they ever came back and like, Hey, you really uh, deserve a lot more money than this. Here's more than that. Cause this song, like that is just known as one of the greatest to me, it's the best. I'm going to say it's the great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard this one. Have you heard um, the Foo Fighters cover of this? No. Oh my gosh. You know what? I want to play a little bit of it. And the sax solo is replaced by a guitar. Check this out.
into awesome. So, Very nice. Uh, yes, yes. So there you go. That's a bonus you guys didn't see coming. So uh, Jerry Rafferty, um, he passed away in 2011. And, uh, you know, he had, a, he had a great legacy of music. Uh, he, we first heard him as part of the band Steeler's Wheel was stuck in the middle with you. But uh, my favorite song, Baker Street is my second favorite Jerry Rafferty song. Right Down the Line is my favorite. Uh, it's just the, we played this a couple weeks ago as a 70s song that sounded like it came from the 80s. I would say Baker Street's like 1A. It's very, very slim margin. He uh, left us a great legacy of music. Um, he, he, if you, if you want to go back and listen to that album that Baker Street is on, that whole album is really, really good. I can't think of the name of the album right away, but it's, it's, it's a very, very good album. That brings us to our number one song. Number one. I have been a fan of this song for 41 years now. And this song went to number six in 1980. Uh, it is uh, Steal Away by Robbie Dupree. And this is the one we unanimously felt should be here. And it was omitted for some reason on our first list. We really can't figure out why, unless yours truly may have just forgot to add it. But it is it is a great song. Um I had uh, I remember buying this this record when I was in uh, in the ninth grade, and I, I bought the single and I just played it to death. It, like it comes on the radio now, or the video will pop up someplace, or it'll show up on a playlist, and I can't I can't turn it like you are with Sail On. I am with Steal Away. And also with Hot Rod Hearts, uh, both of those songs, I, I just I, I can't I can't turn them off. They're just they're awesome. So, what are your thoughts on this song and Robbie Dupree? This is um, I, there's something about just the underlying melody in this song that is is just pretty amazing. I do like Hot Rod Hearts. I think this is probably one after the fourth version of this and we put our master list together this is in competition for for number one for sure oh, and yeah. i'm with you i don't i don't know how we left this off of a previous list but you know you're picking you pick 20 songs out of this whole genre you know you're gonna you know someone's listening right now and you know sort of flicking their screen and saying how can you leave off such and such right yeah um, how can you leave off lonesome loser yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would be one to, to say that. Yeah, so classic. Absolutely a classic. You're older so, than I am, so you have more memories of uh, of going and buying the records. I probably was not independent enough 
at that point mm-hmm. to go buy the record right well well that and like i could i could ride my bike to the store probably about a three mile bike ride and i could take back streets not i could i can go i could have gone from my, my neighborhood to the record store and hit very few busy streets so it, it worked out kind of okay for me i know nice. i knew where you grew up at and you were a good stretch away from any shopping areas so maybe it was it was easier for me to to do that yeah i was a little more in the hood so uh at at 11 probably not the not a good idea but yeah you're right there would not have been any sort of uh, record store uh within reach bike distance so yeah i i was looking up some facts on this particular song and this is what robbie dupree had to say uh, it was a very simple rhyme song that was nothing. It was not anything meant to be heavy. It was a kind of song where the words and melody fit together and they were cool. I thought it was nice. So that's a quote from him from the book, the Yacht Rock book, the oral history of the soft, smooth sounds of the 70s and 80s. I did not know that was a thing. <laughs> Guess who's going to be downloading that book tonight? Absolutely. And it's illustrated. So, and illustrated. Lots and, of pictures. Yeah. So who's the author there? So the can, author can is Greg Prado. Okay. But our Fred our, our, our friend Fred Armisen does the foreword for it. You mean uh, Fred Armisen from the Blue Jean Committee, Fred Armisen? The BJC. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we we can't. Talk about Yacht Rock without talking about the Blue Jean Committee. It so, is the best. So if you if you guys missed last year's podcast, we'll catch you up to speed a little bit. So Bill Hader and Fred Armisen, who you may remember from Saturday Night Live, did this parody, like a mockumentary, like a fake documentary of this fictional band called the Blue Jean Committee. And it tells about their growing up in Chicago, and then they were a harder rock band. And then, Jim, you want to take it from there? Yeah, so all of a sudden, uh, Bill Hader decides that, uh, you know, just due to maybe lack of success, that they need to have the California sound. And so he he relates it to seeing the seagull and watching the seagull, which he later uh, realizes was a uh, sh- you know a Chicago pigeon, um, but how they needed to you know change the style and so they uh, they go into the recording studio and they're you know they all are you know Don yeah you know, I think they all have blue jean outfits on at that point and and so one of the production uh, guys say what are you guys the blue jean committee and so it, it ends up sticking again this is all you know fictional but it is it is hilarious how it's made because it, it, it's just like a documentary and, and their struggles with their writing in the early days and their struggles with each other. It's even a two-parter, right? There's a part it one. It is two-parter. Two. Yeah. And um, how they became friends at the, uh, the sausage uh, factory. Uh, the sausage school. It was sausage, sausage school. school. That's what it was. <laughs> so it is absolutely. And, and there's even a, uh, an EP on um, Spotify and, Probably Apple Music. It's but on Apple Music too, yes. Songs such as Gentle and Soft, Catalina Breeze, you know, another uh, another reference to California. Um, 
but it, you have to watch it. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, ridiculous. I, I, I went between being in awe of how real it, it seemed to just cracking up at, uh, you know, their, their, the discussions about sausage and, and, and pigeons and seagulls and, um, it is it's outrageous i mean you you i mean if you if you've got like you know we all kind of group about the same time sort of the same we kind of like same sense of humor we find some of the things funny that uh you know you guys will get it trust me when i tell you that uh and then the music i mean it, it, it's funny but at the same time sounds really good because they used a lot of the we talked about the production of the yacht rock songs and fred armison is a is an accomplished musician as well one of my favorite parts of it is is bill Hader. he hits a high note that becomes kind of their legendary trademark of the band (laughs) (laughs) and they spend a lot of time on it and and they and like somebody said he kind of sounds like a woman screaming the guys who sang hi, Michael McDonald, Getty Lee, you know, you know, Russell Hitchcock, all of those guys. But Clark was almost a different level. I don't know. I just I just kind of bear down and I get up there. I can sing pretty high. His voice would pierce through, you know, like a bird. It seemed as if it was being sung, you know, by a woman, or maybe not even a woman, like a really young, very waifish girl. And then he gets offended by it, and like, aren't, didn't yeah. he get like arrested at a concert for for beating somebody up or something? I can't <laughs> yeah. remember. I'm gonna go back and rewatch it. Yeah, so. and actually, at one point, Fred sounds like Donald Fagan. I mean, there's a he I does. the name of the song. It was just really holy does. cow. So the, I mean, you know. There's talent there, and you're like, it, at times you forget it's a mockumentary. The music is good, but it's still very funny. Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, what we're going to do now is we're going to go back, and we're going to go through some of these songs here. We're not going to spend any time on I'm just going to list some songs off to you here that didn't quite make our top 10. So there's uh, 32 songs total. 10 made it. Here's a couple that did not. Um, Shake It by Ian Matthews. May not have heard of that song before. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. This one was very, very close, in in my opinion, to making it to this list. We talked about Midnight Rocks from Al Stewart. Say You'll Be Mine by Christopher Cross. Very, very mellow, and but still upbeat at the same time. Uh, Couldn't Get It Right by the Climax mm. Blues Band. It's good. a very good song. Um, the Nightfly by Donald Fagan, Dependent on You by the Doobie Brothers, uh, Going Down by Greg Guidry, What Good is Love by Jay Graydon, I'm Happy That Love Has Found You by Jimmy Hall, Who Will Be the Fool Tonight by Larson Fighting Band, Is It You by Lee Rittenauer featuring Eric Tagg, Don't Give Up by Robbie Patton, Can We Still Be Friends by Robert Palmer. Starbright by the Stanford or Sanford Townsend band who sung Smoke of a Distant Fire. It was on last year's list. Take a Little Rhythm by Allie Thompson. And Jim, do you want to handle the rest of the list there? Because those are all yours. Yeah, I had uh I have Make It With You uh from Bread, if you remember that group. Um 
I have some eighties here. And so, um, you know, well, I'll be interested to hear, well, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be curious, um, you know, what the reaction is to these, but, um, I, I have, I want to know what love is by foreigner. Um, I have true by uh, Spandau ballet going back into, I want to say the late seventies. You'll have to help me with this, Rob, but uh, goodbye stranger from super tramp. I love that song. How long from the group Ace? And I had a couple. I I tried to get some Gordy on here. A couple Gordon Lightfoot songs. Uh, Sundown probably really doesn't fit, so that was an early scratch. But Carefree Highway, I think if you listen to that, you could probably uh, convince yourself that it, it fits in here, maybe somewhere. But uh, yeah, but it is one that I tuck into my to, into my playlist. Did nice. I miss any? No, I think you got them all. So um, I think I think we have exhausted this episode. What do you think? I think so, or at least we've exhausted the listeners. We did. If you if stuck around this Between long. diarrhea and Spandau Ballet, we lost them. <laughs> we did. They're gone. They're gone. So, uh, Jim, I wanted to thank you for being part of the magic today. Absolutely. Um, Next week, we're going to have another uh, very special episode uh, where we're going to talk about the summertime blockbuster movies of the 80s. And, and Jim's nominated one. You're going to have to wait till next week to see what it is. But uh, it should be pretty special. All right, so we are going to get out of here. And um, our outro song is going to be by the Blue Jean Committee. So, guys, take care. Have a good one. God bless you. We'll see you next week. A barstool intellectual. Drop by the Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right.